I've been wanting to talk to Pierre Louis Costes for a while because it just seemed like there was a moment there for Europeans where the world opened up and they all seemed to be having a great time after these severe lockdowns. Um, turns out it was rather short lived, but Pierre managed to do some really cool things during the pandemic and You'll see from this interview with him that he really looked internally to figure out a few things for himself in the mental space in advance of the pandemic itself. So really interesting podcast interview. I'm, I was really happy with this one. Um, Pierre is such a legend um, of the sport. He's got a legacy that's already going to see him, you know, remembered in the history books as being so much to bodyboarding and bodyboarders. And it's really cool to see that he's taking on, uh, you know, taking matters into his own hands with his future. He's just launched his Costas Camps. Um, that's been a really cool initiative, and you learn a bit more about that in this podcast episode. So, yeah, get to know a Pierre-Louis Costas that you may not have heard of before. That's how I felt after I heard this. So, Thanks again to Pierre for jumping on the Skype call and a huge thank you to Bodyboard King for supporting the Le Boogie Podcast Survival Thrive series. Enjoy. Pierre-Louis Costes, welcome, a very warm welcome to the Survive or Thrive podcast series by La Boogie. <laughs> it's so welcome. dramatic. It's so dramatic. The voice change was so different. I was just really chilled having a chat and then I just became a radio host. Yeah. How's that? <laughs> nice, man. <laughs> yeah. Um, apologies to the listeners who are going to get this. I'm a little bit crook at the moment, got a little bit of a cold, but I'm. Um, we've clarified that... Um, the distance between us was sufficient. It's more than 1.5 metres. Pierre, you're currently where? Yeah, yeah. You're in Port Portugal? Portugal, yeah. Cool. Costa da Caparica? Uh, yeah. That's home? Yeah, that's home now. Yeah. That's home. He's home. He's safe. Yeah, I'm safe. That's great. Um, quick one. Before we get into these questions, because this is all kind of reflecting on 2020 and the year that it was, but you have just had a, a bit of a milestone today or last few days with your Costes camps. Tell the listener what just happened. Yeah, uh, last uh, last last week I just uh, finished my uh, officially launched uh, Coast Camps, which was a big um, big step for me in my in my life. Um, it was uh, it was a project that uh, I always had in the back of my mind. I would say it was something that, uh, with the time, I understood uh, I really wanted to to do and uh, find a good structure for it. Um, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I officially uh, launched it last week. I finished uh, last Saturday, and I'm starting uh, another week tomorrow. Cool. So, um, yeah, I mean, this was definitely one of the most positive things that happened uh, due to the pandemic. It was uh, being able to have time to think, settle, to see what I wanted mm. to do with my life, with my bodyboarding career. 
and be able to have time to actually um, yeah structure it. That's cool. And so, did you have? Is it like a one-on-one structure with your with your cost camps, or is it like? Um, do you take many people? Like, what's the deal? Yeah. So I've, I've been yeah, I've been I've been thinking a lot, and I've been like always trying to put myself like you know like uh, as a customer, like what what I would want if I you know mm. uh, go like go sign up for a camp, and I'm only opening to two people. Uh, uh-huh. That would be my max. Um, I think that was that would be the case for a while, honestly, mm-hmm. because I really want um, to offer people the best experience possible. I really want mm-hmm. to give the maximum attention to every single, uh, yeah, to every single one. Um, adapting, like I need to adapt to to their skills. So mm. because I'm accepting every kind of level, you know, if there's a big gap in between two people, um, wow, yeah, we'll really need to like it will be a bit more difficult. But I yeah. really want to be able to, you know, help people. And I really want to, the, the idea here is not really like, um, it's not really like, it's not really a school. It's really uh, about offering an experience, like a unique experience. Uh, basically, mm-hmm. it's more about discovering Portugal, the coastline, uh, mm-hmm. using bodyboarding as an excuse almost. Um, yeah. Because I'm going to accept literally anyone. As, so, like, it can be, Someone that wants to bodyboard for the first time, like, like he also can be someone that actually wants to improve, and um, mm. you know maybe start compete. So, but the most, mo- most, mo- most, uh, most of all, um, the idea here is really to, because I really think bodyboarding is, um, no, I say, I say it, I say it a lot that bodyboarding, you know, been my life. I really think in a way it just kind of give uh give me a purpose mm. um and i really think it can help people uh any kind of people to actually um uh to actually feel better um mm. and i was actually the case with my first uh client now um i really think bodybuilding can be used as a as a therapy almost mm-hmm. kind of what i want to offer uh so far it's actually exactly been working because it's so so far it's only people that are that are working a lot uh they've been through yeah. pretty bad experiences mm-hmm. uh and they want a kind of an escape and they found uh this opportunity and they automatically signed up and i'm really happy that i'm able uh like being who i am like you know all the the titles it's kind of superficial at the moment um in what i'm giving i'm really trying to give an experience where I show that bodyboarding, being in the ocean, is um, basically uh, helping me, helping me with all kind of problems, like you know, like from anxiety, depression, mm. uh, stress, and mm. I think a lot of people. I think especially in our day, you know, with this pandemic, I think a lot of people suffer. And mm. yeah, basically, I think the idea is to like, I want to sh- bring bodyboarding to like. Any kind of people, you know, any kind of people, but not like because it's, it's a, you know, it's an extreme sport. It's so cool. It's because it's actually something that can really, really um, help your mindset. Well, I could not agree more. 
and it's really cool that that's the focus. I didn't, I actually knew nothing. So I was listening very intently. Then I was like, okay, I actually don't know anything about what he's doing. So this is actually a legit question for me to understand better too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no research on my part, but, um, that's but that's really cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's, um, so this whole mindset factor, I mean, do you find that you're almost like a camp counselor in a way? Like, are you having like deep conversations or is it more just kind of getting in the water, just showing that there's a lot of stress to be relieved just through the act of bodyboarding itself? Yeah. Like the idea of being like, like I'm basically spending like a, um, a week with, uh, with those people. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be mm. maximum is gonna be two people. It's also because I want yeah. them to be comfortable. You know, each of them will have their own room. Yeah. Uh, there will be room. There will be space in the car. Uh, we can actually yeah. go to. We can have access to waves that we yeah. couldn't in the group. And, yeah, sure. And, yeah, and like I said, actually, we actually get to meet each other, and that's really yeah. what I want. You know, I really want to cool. know why why these people choose bodyboarding. Why? Um, mm. Why? Why he decided to come? Um, and we we actually like, like I said, it's actually it's new. And mm. that first week was exactly what that I was looking for. We got lucky with waves, cool. but the conversation we had because we only serve like max three hours a day. You know, all the rest is actually yeah. conversation. You know, um, at home um, when we wake up, we we you actually get to meet the person. Uh, you actually create mm. a relation, and then you get to know the person. And it's incredible. And it, this is what I was looking to uh, for myself. I want to meet people. I want to, um, I want to, because that's uh, actually the best part about bodyboarding. You know, it's all the people I met along the way. And I want to keep mm. continuing that. And if I can help someone to actually uh, find uh, like something to do in the future, that's, yeah, that's the purpose of the camp would be like fulfilled. Great. That's a that's a that's a beautiful purpose. Uh, coming to it's a nice segue though into the the questions, because by the sounds of it, the answer to the first question of whether you just survived or you actually thrived is it safe to say that you thrived in the year twenty twenty? I, I it was just full of ups and downs. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, both like, you had the like, you had the two. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like. Uh, beginning was kind of a denial <laughs> yeah like it's not really <laughs> happening like i was still like making plans you know like like this yeah. thing started in march and i was still making plans for like okay june july and then you slowly mm. understand that the world is not doing better it's actually going worse mm. and now i would say um i would say there, there definitely has been a lot of like uh down moments like i think but i think it's like i've been speaking with a lot of people i think mo- many people felt um you know, a lot of anxiety, a lot of, a bit of depression, a bit of stress. It's it's normal. I mean, especially here in Europe, it was pretty heavy. I mean, I literally like couldn't surf for two months. Like I couldn't, I couldn't go in the water. So for someone that is yeah. so used to be in contact with the nature, for something that is so part of our life, you know, it's not just it's not just a job. It's actually a psychological um, uh, importance. And um, yeah, it was difficult. And then you kind of start to accepting it i think just because the whole world was living it so you kind of accept it you try to be um you try to well you just try to see the the the, the, the like the best um the most positive part about it and there has been like a mm. few people like 
and I, I, I'm going to keep repeating it, but being able to spend so much time with my family and especially my son that is at an age that it's just so important to be near, that was definitely yeah. um, uh, helpful. I think my family was the reason why it was just much easier to go through all this. And yeah. even with the ups and downs, even with the, you know, even with the relationship, I mean, it's been really difficult, you know, being with the, mm. the being stuck with the person, you know, all day, it was hard. <laughs> it was hard. I mean, we love each other, but it doesn't mean like we need, to, we have to, we can be together, like with any, any human, yeah. it's hard, you know? Yeah, so, for sure. I mean, I imagine being with me in a room for like 24 hours. Jeez, yeah, could you imagine that. how annoying it would be to me? Like, uh, oh, get yeah, me you out. you can't go surf. You can't go, uh, it's crazy. <laughs> so. It is, it is. It is. I mean, what was the worst? Because it's funny that it sounds like you survived, but to come to the question, was there a thriving moment? Do you feel like there was improvement in your life once you got through this first stage of, you know, you're in denial, then you're in, you're living through it. It's quite intense. Two months without surf, that would have been very difficult for you, but you found this silver lining, you know, time with your son, very important at that stage of a kid's development to have their dad present. And you probably yeah. wouldn't have been so present, exactly. right? You had, no had the year been normal, you would have been yeah. on the move a lot. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, I wouldn't even think about it. You know what I mean? It's just so part of me. So part yeah. of my routine that it's just yeah. something I accepted, you know, like being a professional. If I have a family, I need, I need to accept this. Uh, it's something mm. that it's sacrifices that you need to accept if you want to, you know, if you want a success. So mm. it's just part of me. It was just like almost like a computer. Okay, now I'm starting the year. Then it's yeah. this contest, this contest. I'm going to train. I'm going to do that. And then you just have to readapt. And I think yeah. this uh, po post uh, post, you know, like was actually helpful as a human being. You know, like mm. okay, now it's it's over. It's stopped. It's almost like a, a preview. Of, of what mm. human you would be without what people see out of you. You know what I mean? Like, a lot of people see me as a bodyboarder, as a professional athlete. But then mm. COVID happened and, you, and you're nobody anymore. I mean, it's not, not that you are nobody, but you're just like, we're all in the same. We're all the same. Mm. We practice. So it's all about who, who you, really are, you really are as a human, you know? Mm. So it was th that's why it was good for me to actually... Um, Stop and um, and understand what really matters in life. And mm. later on, I I'm, I've started to think and think what I want to do in the future. And mm. I was lucky to have um I, before that I wanted to start this year to um, to work with a a little bit with a um, a mental coach. Okay. I wanted, yeah, I wanted to to try. Because I never really, I never really did that, and I, I think it's something that most, 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 most athletes do. So mm. I, I tried, and it, it started as soon as the COVID started. So we kind okay. of put all the contest part aside, which was yep. so we ended up talking about a lot of different things, you know. Um, yeah, like from uh, meditation to to use the. Yeah, it's it was almost like a long injury, you know, for us athletes. Like, what do you mm. what do you do with, like when you're injured? And I really think that we what we decided to do is really to transform all of this free time into something positive 
like it's not like a, it's not wasted of time you know it's actually yeah. a, a time that it's been given to me that's been given to us to a lot of people especially athletes because when we don't compete we're not like you know doing we don't have a job and yeah and the idea was yeah okay i'm 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 i'm, I'm having this time that i wouldn't i was not meant to get it's something positive. Mm. So now I'm going to try to use that time to do plenty of of positive things. And I think that after like the denial part, that anger part, uh, maybe that depressive part, I think it turned, it turned out to be something um, pretty positive. And now you know, just I've accepted it. And yeah, but I'm still like, I still can't wait, you know, to, to be uh, this to be over and just start, you know, like, a new life. It's going to be a new life for sure. Yeah, I, I, I agree hundred percent. I think it's um, really interesting that, you know, cause you, with this mental training that you were embarking on, I'm going to assume that this training may have come about like the importance of it, you know, coming so close to another world title in 2019. I'm assuming that you probably looked at, okay, how do I not yeah. do that again? And, um, that's really cool that you're on that journey, but how fortunate to already be booked in to see a psychologist before COVID, you know, like it's like the luckiest thing yeah. you could probably do. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's true. Like, but it's also very, yeah. um, because you feel like you're learning so much. Yeah. But at the same time, you feel like everything that you're learning, like in the beginning, especially like everything that we were learning, because we were still working in a way that we might, might compete again. Oh, okay. Like, yeah. 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 Like it, it. Like this. That same. That same person was like training people like for the, for for the for the Olympics, and it was oh, always okay. a yeah. very blurry, blurry, uh, future. So, mm. yeah. Like you say, I feel like I feel yeah. I feel that was definitely a, a luck because, like I said, it was almost we almost it was almost treated like an injury, and it can be very difficult yeah. for people to go through injuries. Especially, you know, heavy one like people like some people spend like a year or maybe two uh, not competing, mm. and it you just have to see it as um yeah as as an opportunity. It's very difficult. I'm not saying it's easy. You know, it's very difficult. Mm. But once once you accept, things just get easier. Mm. You were saying um, that you with with all of these things these these uh labels and and this kind of these ideas of plc you know as soon as the pandemic hit you are just like everyone else in the same boat it doesn't matter that you're plc anymore you're just another human and you mentioned something really interesting about you know at that time you have to kind of just see what kind of human you truly are yeah um that is a pretty profound thing to say on the podcast, and I like to talk about these things. So, yeah. what do you think? What what kind of human are you? Like, did you get a conclusion to that question? You know, when you had to really look in the mirror and ask yourself, or what were the things that you realized about yourself that you were like, yeah, you know what? I need to cut that off. I need. I don't need that anymore. Like, was there a a a period of just deconstruction of yourself? Yeah. Well, I feel that. Um... I feel like um, um, I have qualities, but um, mm. yeah, I definitely have a lot of defaults as well. And mm. I think one of the 
best part was to be able to actually connect more with friends and family. Mm. Um, I've been maybe a bit distant because of this full mm. intense uh, like career, especially the last few years. It's been really intense, and I really think that I, uh, I was able to uh, construct uh, like better relations with friends and family, which was which was great. Which was great because in mm. the end, it's important. You know, it's the most important of all to have people supporting mm. you for like the real reasons. And mm. um, I think that uh, in a way, um, selfishness was also something that was part of me. I once mm. again, because of this very demanding uh, career, <laughs> it's yeah, very totally, difficult. man. It's very totally. difficult. And that's uh, a selfish act. Surfing is a pretty selfish act in itself. I think, you know, like you're in the water and there's only a few waves and there's other people who want the same waves and you find the way to get the better waves. And it's very individualistic and it's not really a community out there sometimes. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You're right. You're absolutely right. Mm. And, um, and I would say that, uh, and you learn that ego is probably the most dangerous thing about yourself. And mm. you really need to work on your ego, and mm. it can be very destructive. So I think with this pandemic, you just your ego got a massive hit, mm. and just and, and, and makes you more humble, and makes you I think a better human being if you're able to, you know, to drop your ego. And something um, mm. we've been talking a lot about, and I was, yeah, I mean. Looking at it now, it's. I don't want to say that. Um, I mean, because it was dramatic this pandemic. You know, it was terrible for the world. There's a lot of people that. Yeah. You know, a lot of people that suffer, even within very close to me. You know. Um, mm. But um, as a human being, for me, it was something. A lot of positives came out of it, so I need to kind of to be mm. grateful for it. But uh, yeah, still, I wish it didn't happen. You know. <laughs> But still, yeah, exactly, exactly. But it was exactly. it was very important. It was very it was a long process. It was long because um, after May last year, like I thought that we were like back normal, and then I think it was earlier this year, like in January, we were like locked 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 up again. So it was yeah, it was, it was mm. a lot of ups and downs. Like I said, a lot of ups and downs, and but yeah, it was important to. Yeah, just to see to see this this time, because uh, it was only like in the, in the beginning of this year that I decided to structure the the camps. So once again, like yeah, and due to the COVID we had, I try to find like a positive thing to do out of it, and I really feel that, um, yeah, like I said, a lot of positive thing came out of it. So I will I won't I will not I, I I never I don't think I I did complain in the beginning, but after that I completely stopped complaining. Like. The last few months. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's only so long you can complain about something too before you just need to just kick it out. You know, like you can only complain so long and then you just got to adapt or leave it. You know, like it's kind of the way things need to be. Um, It sounds like, you know, because I coming back to that, that fortunate, um, that fortunate decision to be kind of already locking in with a mental, um, kind of sports psychologist. I'm assuming it was a sports psychologist, right? Like someone who's yeah practicing sports psychology. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, so but you're saying that that 
when you were treating it like an injury, I think that's a super interesting, was that a construction that the sports psychologist brought on though? Was that, was that a strategic decision that, um, they brought into the conversation? Was that, how did that come about? Because that's pretty interesting because looking at other sports people around the world, you, you know, there's a lot of good positive stories of very good competitors suffering horrific injuries and rebuilding yeah. to a strength that they'd never had before and then going on to be quite dominant. And I think Mick Fanning is a good example of that story. Yeah. Um, you know, I think he ripped the the muscle off his off his hamstring or some very traumatic muscular injury and he had to basically rebuild from the, the basics all the way up and then you oh, know yeah, his yeah, legacy is now is now locked into stone. So was that a strategic move by the sports psychologist? Yeah, I think that's something that a lot, lot of them uh, um, decided to um, bring, you know, to all mm. their all their athletes. Um, and it, it's pretty funny because uh, I actually got injured too during the pandemic. So... Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. it was an injury. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did like um, canaries. And ah, yeah. Like so, basically, we just like it was just like so much to deal, so much to learn, so much to like, um, so much to actually um, uh, like win from it because. Um, mm. Because yeah, like you said, I really, I really think that everyone had to adapt. Even like those, those person, you know, personal like trainers, um, those, the like sports psychologists, uh, everyone to everyone needed to adapt. And mm-hmm. the hardest part was to not know what was going to happen. And it's still very hard. Like it's still, you don't really know what's mm-hmm. going to happen. But. Um, yeah, I think more than a strategy, it's just more about, uh, I think they talk a lot about, you know, like controlling things and um, controlling what you, what you can control. And mm. a, a lot of, uh, a lot of the time, we, especially in surfing and bodyboarding, we, we, we worry too much about the things we can't control, you know? And like, I could, I could control this free time. I could, it, it was mine. You know, I could do what I, what I, what I wanted with it. And, and I could choose to to go into like not depression, but just to leave. Okay, just to wait until this this finish and be like a unpleasant uh, person. <laughs> or mm. I can take this time and really and really like yeah, like treat it like an injury. So I I can't okay, I'm I'm feeling good, but I can I can do what I what I've been doing the last the last few years. And yeah, I need to. To to make to make this time worth it, I think you know we don't know we don't know what's gonna happen tomorrow. So we really mm. very important to control like the actual present. It's very very important. Mm. Was this something that you didn't understand beforehand? Because I mean, the way it's funny to to hear someone like you who has had a lot of success in their career um, and the highest success that you can have um, speak in a way that is kind of hinting that you there's there's all these things you had to learn and like maybe you were kind of not running blind but 
this idea of knowing that you control your time and that you need to make the most of your time is that was that something that wasn't so present in your mindset until during the pandemic was that a realization for you uh, yeah, yeah. Of, of of importance yeah 100% 100% I always kind of had a personality that like didn't really leave the present uh, always thinking about the past or thinking about the future and it's something that can be very uh, incompatible with volleyballing because mm. we are in an environment, especially in competition, that always moves. And there's so much yep. you can't control. There is so much you can control in surfing. And mm. focusing on what you can control is something that you can apply in your career and in your personal life. And mm. this was definitely something I've been working the last two years. And I mean, like, since the pandemic, it's about learning how to control, learning how to live the present, and it comes to a lot of meditation as well. I've been, I've been learning yeah. how to meditate the last, since the pandemic. I've been, it's something, it's right. kind of pretty basic. It's something like, everyone should maybe like do it like 10 minutes a day, or maybe, mm. no, not even like during a week, maybe like three times a week, 10 minutes a day. Like, you know, mm. like control your breathing, control, um, like actually focus, because life is so full on, like, you think about so much that like you look at, you know, like you look at your phone and you have so much that you've seen so much in like a short mm. period of time. Like you go outside yeah. and you see so much, but like, and then, and then, and then you just kind of lose focus of the present. You already think about the future. And I think, yeah, like I think meditation was something that actually helped me to the last, yeah, the last few months now. And cool. Yeah. It's something so like, so important, so important. I really think everyone should do it, not just athletes. Everyone should do it because it's mm. just like regenerates you. This mix with like going in the ocean, I think you can have a very happy life. Oh, that that sounds pretty good to me, from where yeah. I'm sitting at least. And yeah. um, but but on that, let's get into the practicalities of um this meditation that you've you've kind of brought into your world. Like, what does it look like in a practical sense? Like, is it a daily practice for you now? And how long does the practice go for? What are the types of meditation you're doing? Like, can you can you provide an insight for the listener about what you're doing so they might be able to pick it up and go, okay, Pierre said this, I'm going to check it out. Yeah, it, 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 it essentially uh, um, involve um, breathing. I think mm-hmm. control your breathing and like pay attention to 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 like to your breath and like. You know, the inhalation and all these kind of things. And like, there's different kind of exercise. You can like do it. Like, I think if you reach a very uh, high level of meditation, you just like kind of do it everything in your mind, which is mm. what, I, what I would love to, to reach. And like I said, it's not, it's not just for like, for bodybuilding, it's for my life. Because it's so much stress mm. in life. And it's all about like creating this, you know, this, this image. And like yeah, so so far I've been um had a guide, either it's like uh like an application or 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 my or the psychologist, but uh, it's all about you know closing your eyes uh, and then you start uh, visualize. It's very important to visualize um sometimes what you want to achieve or just like picture like a relaxing image. Um, can be can be the ocean, it can be a lake, it can be um. It can be like, a, like, you can be an animal, you know, like watching an animal. Mm. See exactly mm. what you're doing, you know, like you don't really, 
it like it can go it goes pretty deep, but like you don't really pay attention to what that that kind of bird is doing, those kind of things, you know. Like yeah, it's like stop and you see what he's doing. It's it's actually pretty relaxing and pretty interesting. You actually learn a lot from what's around you. I don't think a lot of people don't really see what you know what's around them. It's it's sad, but mm. I mean life is going this way, so it's I mean it's okay. I mean I'm not gonna do rebuild the world, but um. There, there are there are ways to just like you know focus a little bit more on on, on life and and if you want to have a healthy life if you want to if you don't want to suffer stress or anxiety or this kind of thing you really yeah I think those things are going to become just more and more important especially like now <laughs> yeah yeah is this something that um that you do in a daily practice then is this like a, a morning ritual for you is it an afternoon thing an evening thing like what's the how do you factor it into your daily routine now um that's that's another interesting uh uh important thing in this pro- process is about to find a discipline in all this balance, uh, balance. and mm. i don't do it as often as i should and i get uh, reprehended mm. for it you know um Unfortunately, I'm still in the process of finding out the balance because it's, it, it, it seems easy to find 10 minutes a day, but it's pretty hard mm. for me to find 10 minutes a day. <laughs> I so, know the feeling, man. <laughs> I know. It's ridiculous. Huh? It's, it's, it's I don't understand it either. Just do it 10 minutes a day. And the first thing that the, the first thing you listen is the first thing you have to the thing is congratulate yourself for taking those, those 10 minutes. That's already yeah. a big process. Just doing that, and yeah. and um, well, there's there's so many so many ways to do it, but um, I mean, honestly, I don't do it as 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 uh, as often as I should, and it's something that uh, that isn't isn't good. There's, there is it, it isn't part of the plan, but uh, I'm still processing it. It's still everything pretty new, and mm. and uh, I would say they should do it three three days a week. If I if when 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 I respect it, I do three days a week. Ten yeah, minutes. cool. So that's only half an hour you take for yourself. So it's nothing. But it, like people should try. It's not that easy. No, it's not easy at all. I was just thinking there's something fun we could do when the world tour is back on and we're all in the same place again in one time. I'd like to like maybe have a competition between you and Louis and yeah. like you can sit down and just stare like face each other and we can just time who can meditate the longest. I think that would be a fun little thing to do. I reckon he'd probably give you a run. He can be pretty, he turns into a statue. I think sometimes with yoga, it's like, he's not, not even going to move. I think Louis he's, is already, you know, he already, he's already there. Yeah. He's already reached a different level. I mean, oh, yeah, he has, uh, especially this time, you know, he spent time in India where it's the, yeah. the center of all this meditation and, where people, um, people, it's basically people's life, and mm. and um, I'm a hundred percent sure that Louis is able to control way more his emotion than me. I'm a hundred percent sure. Yeah. So, well, uh, well, I mean, you've got some to work towards because you're a p- competitive guy. So I'm sure that now that I've mentioned the challenge, you, yeah, I'm sure it's going to be something you're going to work towards. Yeah, but you, you don't want to do it for like a competition. It's for, it's for yourself. <laughs> oh, so there are limits to your competitive nature. That's good. That's good. I can see that being a positive thing. It's, I can uh, see that being positive. It's something very, it's something for yourself. 
you know, you do it for yeah. yourself. You don't do it like to convince yeah. someone else. Oh, righto then. Fine. I actually don't, don't know if there is a way to compete for like a meditation. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know either. I just came up with it in the chat. You create the world tour. I just saw this. I just saw this image of you two just sitting at, a, at like Itaquachiara and everybody just watching and going, yeah. who's, who's going to blink first? <laughs> 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 but uh, do you think do you think that um with this meditation with this mental training with this view of the the pandemic disruption as an injury that was meant to be built because an injury is something that you rest and then yeah. you build back like it's a it's like rebuilding the muscle do you feel like the work that has been done um is building that mental muscle to a are, are you in a new space do you think when we when we do get to compete again and and do you feel like competing again that's probably the first question like do you feel like putting more energy into that after everything that's happened and if yes do you feel like um this mental training is is a is a sharpened weapon that will will really help you yeah you you interesting what you say like Brain is basically is not exactly, but it's basically a muscle, and it's something exactly we should which we, we should work like you you people try to exercise like and like work on the muscle you know and the arm leg and the brain is something that it's also very important to train and meditation mm. the way to do it honestly it is the way to do it it's something that needs to be activated a lot more than than we do and. Um, yeah, regarding competing, I feel like competing again for sure. And honestly, the last the last event I've I've been doing, it's very funny because it's been, they are they have been so challenging. It's like I've decided to do this work. I don't know if I realize it now because of this mental training, but um, but I always like for example, um, Canaries. It was the first time in my life I couldn't finish an event due to an injury. So like you said, once again, it's pretty funny how, the, how, how life works and how I started the mental training before this kind of um, uh, challenge happened to me because it can mm. be very uh, disappointing for, for an athlete. And, yeah. and I, I took it pretty, pretty, pretty fine. I took it fine. Mm. Like in that event, I was able to do... Um, I, I went there with, the, with, a, with a strategy because I wasn't 100% to my capacity, but I was trying to be um, 100% of the capacity I had. Mm-hmm. And it didn't work because it's a competition. You just think that you can't control. So I mm-hmm. had to adapt and I had to change um, my, my plan so I could pass my heat. And, and, I enjoy my, and I enjoy myself doing that. So now I was, and after that I was, thinking like um like about the choices that i made like well, like were they uh smart or were they um the best choice that i could have made and if i if i if, and, and if i realized i was able to um control all the things that i that i, that I could have controlled which mm. which made me feel good you know this yeah. injury is part of the thing you can control, you know. Mm. You can try not to injure, but you can control, you know. So mm. 
if 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 I can control um uh if I can and I and I mean like if I can control the things that uh, are important in the heat, then it's it I should I should I should be you know satisfied with my with my with my job. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a fun, like, it's an interesting thing on that heat discussion. And, you know, there are certain heats where you, it really is all about what you can control. It's very, I think it's very rare that it's only in very rare circumstances. And I think you can even look at statistics on this one that it's very rare that both riders have control in a, in a man on man heat. Like usually one of them is just going crazy and have everything in control and doing everything right. And yeah. the other one just is out of the loop and they're just making mistakes and they're not surfing a good heat. So are you kind of saying that even though the result of the that event was an injury and you had to make a tough decision that you'd never made before, you feel like you did everything within your control within that event. So you're happy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I was happy with my performance in that event and I was happy to the way I surfed that event. I enjoy myself, yeah. but I, I made the hit because of that. So yeah, I felt like I, I I did the I did I did it right, and yeah, it, it was it was, yeah all this I had there, there's been so many challenges like this. I mean, like so many lessons to learn from every single event. Like this one, mm. in, this one was at front on. I heard I broke a rib doing like doing diet for a diet forward in the event that actually ended yeah. up being the bigger biggest spoons of the comp, and I won a prize for that. Which, which was yeah. something rewarding within the failure of not <laughs> coaching. <laughs> but yeah. but there was some positive, you know, like like I feel I, feel, I felt like I, I I did um I felt like I I did good. You know what I mean? And I yeah. tried to recover. I tried to control after my injury, which was recovering. Like I flew, I even flew back to Portugal, really trying to to recover wow. for that day. But yeah, I just like. Oh, the, the day I had to take the decision, I just couldn't really lay down on the bodyboard. So that's it. That's it, huh? That's it. Some injuries just can't be. They're, just, like, they're oh. just avoiding them. Yeah. But see, like if we go back to that conversation before, my my ego would have come maybe a few months, a year ago, would have told me to compete. Yeah. You know what I mean? And this, he, your ego is so dangerous. Mm. My ego would have said, "No, you have to keep competing. I mean, you're not gonna." You're not gonna give up. You just maybe you just try to um, find a way to make your hit. Yeah. But then again, it wasn't a smart decision to take. Even if I, mm. even if, I know, I know, I couldn't. I, I know I couldn't win the comp. I was not. I couldn't. I couldn't do moves, so it was gonna be difficult. But yeah. I think my ego would have tried, you know, and I was happy yeah. to be able to take that decision, a mature decision, to say no. It's not the mm. right decision. I need to recover of my health, and I'll be back. And yeah. so far, I think all the choices that I've made the last few months, only positive came out. So I'm really happy with you know the way um, my life is going at the moment. That's great. That's great. Yeah. Um, with with the with the 2020 then kind of behind you, it seems like you know recapping the discussion, it's kind of coming to a nice point of conclusion for the purposes of the survival thrive podcast but um it seems like this 
ability to kind of understand your mindset and to understand that you can control what you can control and that that needs to kind of be understood as the limit of what you can do. Um, that seems like a pretty big lesson to, and that, that helps you get through anything then, right? You know, like you can kind of get through anything if you accept that as the truth, right? Exactly. But it's, it causes a lot of stress when you know that you can control something. It's, it's, yeah, it's a bit stupid. Yeah. You know, like, oh, like also you, you got to let go of those things. You just got to let go of the things you can't control. Exactly. But it's, I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's okay. Like we, 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 we learn, we all learning, right? Like mm. it's something mm. that it's, it's part of us. It's part of the human nature. And some people, you know, like not even want to try to compete because of, of, because of that, but they accept, mm. which is fine. So it's just like, yeah, it's just about finding like, like a right balance between like who you are, what you want. And if you really want it, like you need to accept all the, you need to accept that you will fail, probably. Mm. So once you accept, yeah. that, but you have to accept that. It's like you got you have to accept, but it can happen. That's just the yeah. way. It goes. That is the way it goes. I mean, with those lessons of twenty twenty, uh, and the kind of the still the uncertainty of twenty twenty one. You could say, you know, we're coming up to May now. The year looks like it may be on repeat compared to 2020 um what do you how do you approach the rest of the year and what are your kind of um what are your focus points and what are the lessons that you think you're taking through 2021 with you and and i'm asking this because you know the very point of this podcast is to share these experiences from 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 these bodyboarders that people look up to like yourself and to so that people the everyday bodyboarder can kind of go shit yeah meditation cool i'm going to use that because pierre said you know that yeah, this I'm might playing. be the inspiration this might be it so um so how do you approach the rest of 2021 um from here and maybe you know share what you're planning to do and and what it is how you're going to cope when things don't go well um 2021 started pretty grim. Uh, it was funny because 2020 finished, and then I was like, okay, new year, like everyone else, everyone celebrated. New year, new me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sort of. But I feel like, oh, you wake up 1st of January, it's exactly the same. Uh, <laughs> but but in, in my mind state, I was very, uh, I was very, very different. I was ready to accept every challenges, every um like every problem i will have I will, uh, and uh, so far it's been it's been pretty excellent uh it's been pretty mm. good like um so the years like i was able in january to structure the camps which was like yeah. almost like a instant decision okay i want to do that okay i want to do this cool yeah i had a almost like a, a preview of retirement uh due to the covid so i want to <laughs> sure yeah it's true <laughs> Yeah. So yeah. I was like, okay, I love bodyboarding. I want, I want to, I want to use bodyboarding more. I want to help people through bodyboarding. I want to, I want, I know, I know it's fantastic, and I know it can be even now in the future that we're just gonna go through so much stress, so much, uh, so much gonna happen. I mean, bodyboarding can be really helpful. So okay, I'm gonna finally stru- stru- structure it. 
Uh, and um, that was a big, big, big positive thing for 2021. And it, the fact that it's actually happening, it's something pretty mm. rewarding. And then, um, then I couldn't go to Hawaii. Yeah. Like I really thought I was going to go. <laughs> I think everybody I, did still. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was happy. I was like, okay, it's starting again. And then everything got canceled. And I ended up maybe doing probably one of the best trips of my life in Costa Rica. And yeah. I would never go if I never would have taken the time to think about other destinations. Or maybe very, very briefly, but still, I would have been a very um, uh, program with the world tour and all the usual yeah, sure. little things. And yeah, I ended up like doing one of the best trips of my life uh, somewhere I've never been. That was another positive part of 2021. And it, it, it goes through a lot of uh, it goes through a lot of um, uh, acceptance of all the challenges. Uh, so yeah, you just need to yeah, you just need to, to to learn. You need to learn from your from your mistakes and probably become a better human. So 2021 is uh, well, we're almost halfway, right? Uh, so yeah, we're getting there. Up, You're getting up. a little ahead of yourself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But it doesn't look like it's gonna gonna have massive change until the end of nah. the, the halfway. So yeah, I'm gonna go focus, yeah. focus on the camp. Uh, the fact there is no world tour, I can be more available with dates. I can offer a lot. Of, I can offer dates to people who isn't having to worry yeah. about the world tour. So I think I'm really gonna focus on that. Then, um, then I hope I can do a travel this uh, this summer. I would not mind. And yep. I really believe that it's gonna be possible. I mean, it's possible to travel. You just have have to be ready to, you know, to do tests and accept that mm. you might be stuck somewhere. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, it yeah. should more and more. I think I really believe it's getting better. And then uh, looks like in September, the national tour in Portugal will start again. Right. So that that is something too that was positive from last year because there was no world tour. I I decided to enter the national, and mm. at the same at the same time, the sport or the national tour was actually going in a very 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 good direction, and looks like everything went together and the fact that I could enter the tour really um, not 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 give a credibilization but it really helped it like for the public for the sponsors so we actually yeah. last year managed to build a very strong tour and mm. this year it's just gonna get better like maybe more more money more uh, more events so then I'm actually uh, helping the sport here in Portugal so mm. I'm very happy with this and I'm because the world tour is so uncertain, looks like it's gonna be my focus again to maybe compete in all the all the events this time. Last year I couldn't because I got injured, but this year I'm gonna try. Even if Sintra and Fronton, if they happen, will be the priority because I, I, my priority my priority will still compete will be to compete at an international level. And then mm. um, and then looks like the, there might be an AL the challenge should be should be back this year. So, oh, in France. Yeah, it should be. Yeah, that yeah. would be cool. Yeah, that would be cool because uh, the uh, the the rock was uh was yeah. actually, it's an island, but it's basically a rock. And mm -hmm. it was it was private. There there was an owner, and oh. this island this island uh, became part of the literally literal pro property again. So now they can oh. have the event. Oh. Yeah, it's great. And that 
That's cool. I didn't know that. That's really interesting. Yeah, it's cool. So um, September is going to be full on. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Cool. I mean, it's funny you say that. I couldn't help but feel need right now to say that you know how i always go on about how we should just have one world title event and we should just all compete at home you kind of proved my point a little bit because you at home or being in portugal strengthened the local tour and you wouldn't have done it if there was a world tour so it's kind of like that's always been part of my argument around that discussion point is that yeah, we yeah. all stayed at home and competed we actually help sport maybe even in a different way than what we do if we travel around the world pace these events but it's really cool that it's good that there was pack i think it's really cool because i'm sure everyone who competed on that national tour when they got a heat with pierre you know it's like shit i got a heat with pierre it's yeah, a big yeah, deal yeah. for people that, that, yeah. yeah i completely really cool. agree like i think the last few years like we had a lot of um conversation right concerning yeah. like, the, the national tours and and the roots of the sport and yeah and yeah like, and like um the camps it's all about the roots it's all about make, mm. making people bodybuilding for the they already do it for the right reason but it's all about yeah um going back to the roots you know being able to 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 to, to show the sport to people to make people discover bodybuilding and then the national tour mm. Yeah, it's, you're absolutely right. I think um, it's important to participate in it. I think every 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 people should, but um, yeah. yeah, they should do both. I mean, the, I think the world tour is still very important. I mean, I love the idea of yeah, a lot of I, I love the idea of a few events that crown the world champion. Doesn't need to be tw- twenty, mm. but like four or five. Yeah. I think I, I like I like the concept. I think it should still happen. Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. While I say that I think it's a good idea to go to one event, I I mean, shit. I, as soon as I can book my ticket to Chile, I will go. And it's I can't wait, you know, like because it's such a good ride, you know, like it's such a good experience. And, you know, just going back to back, I really enjoyed that in 2019 when we were just, you know, we were back to back on so many events. And it, yeah. there was a lot of momentum and it was very competitive and everybody was really shit you know like it was pretty full on those those few events back to back i really loved that so no it's it's an absolute thrill but i think it's really cool i, I mean just to see that because there's also a risk as well i think with a, a competitor of your level who's had multiple world titles it's that when you take a step down to a national level um you're putting yourself at risk you could say you know there is a risk there you know because if you get beaten at the lower level it's like the boxers who don't want to fight a, a, an opponent who's too far down the line you know it's it's a risk you know and if they get beaten you know it kind of opens up a lot of question marks so well, that's, that's i think that's, it's really cool that yeah that's the that's, ego, that's, right? that's Diego talking that's the exactly exactly and Diego is exactly exactly (laughs) if you lose you are giving the person that beat you an an amazing memory and yes and maybe the possibility of who knows if it's a young person that to pursue a career if it's an older guy then that older guy will have a story to tell or he will feel good about himself I I will maybe maybe I wouldn't but then it's the next event, and the next event, everyone not forget about it, maybe, but pretty much. So it's yeah, 
that's beautiful. That's beautiful. It's not negative at all. You have to think about all, all these things. That's Mo- beautiful. The, the uh, fact of that's the events. best. One. That's the best thing ever. <laughs> yeah. Uh, cool, I man. love it. I love. It. I love it. Yeah. Now that it's just like you. I've never heard anyone ever say that if you lose to someone else, you're you creating a good memory for that person. And, and to really think about that is quite profound. I think like it's, um, it's a very, wow. Uh, I'm a little bit mind blown right well, now. I'm considering that. You feel that way? Like the, <laughs> because effect. it's so true. <laughs> it is. No, hundred percent. hundred percent is. Wow, the, the the deconstructed and this wasn't you you, you this ego discussion this, this was this has occurred for you in the last two years, right? This has been a thing you've realized. Yeah, but it, it makes part it makes part of uh, being an athlete. We all have it, so it's it's there. It's it's all of us have it. And it's how you control it. Yeah. And how you, and how you yeah adapt yourself within 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 your ego. Yeah. Beautiful. Hey, the last thing I will always ask everyone on this series is to leave a piece of advice for everyone listening to this is the last thing they hear from you. And I'm going to hit stop record at the end of whatever you say next. But what is your message out there for everyone listening? What's the most important thing they can consume? There's a lot of great things said in this podcast, but you know, what's the last thing you want to leave for everyone? Um, well, I learned that uh, it's important. Well, maybe because it's really related to bodybuilding, right? Our podcast. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe, uh, especially if you chase the kind of a career or whatever, um, it's very important to construct something like a site. Like it's very important to have, I think, um, like like maybe construct a family, construct a strong friends. Um, it's you can't you can't win alone that's like really wrong to say like you can't you you won't make it by yourself so be sure to be like surrounded by like the right persons and um and uh yeah i mean if anyone listened to this podcast uh yeah uh if you want to sign to cost camps we have a new lesson Yeah.